Hey, John, could you open up the show for us? I now declare this bridge open. Thanks, man. Kevin and Kyle are father and son, in that order. Kevin is in a band, a band that plays music made by another band called The Beatles. Kyle is not, but between the two of them, he's the only one who knows what a podcast is. This is Walrus and Son. Cuckoo Kachoo. All right, welcome to the show, everybody. Hey. Welcome. <laughs> you gotta say your name, Dad. You gotta say who you are. Well, I just I'm joining in with you. I thought you were oh, okay, gonna say okay. your welcome, name. Welcome, 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 welcome. Oh, I'm Kevin, and I am Kyle. Look at that. See, it goes Walrus and Son. So you gotta say your name first, and then oh. I say my name. Okay, I'm the headliner. Right. Yeah, you're the headliner. You're the Walrus. I'm the all Son. Right. So we clarified all that. I think everyone's crystal clear. Uh, <laughs> how's it going out there, Dad? Good. Everything's going good. Uh, had a good day today. Did a lot of fun things because the weather was pretty nice. So yeah, to yeah. to give some backstory, uh, if you're listening to this and wondering where we are, uh, my dad is in Chicagoland area, um, and I I am currently out in sunny L.A. So uh, so we're in different time zones. Yeah, in uh, different weather zones. I'll tell you that. Very different weather zones. Yeah, it's 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 a lot lot warmer here. But I do have a flannel on, so you know I got to stay warm out here. It dips it dips down, you know, below sixty sometimes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so cool. What are we doing today? So yeah, it's so episode two, big episode, episode two. two, the sophomore slump. Uh, we got to get over that big second episode after that first win. Sure. You know, so um, so today, yeah. last time we were talking about get back, and we're gonna touch more on that. Uh, later, but this episode we are focused on a hard day's night. So let's uh, let's dive right into that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. From the last film to the first. There you go. I like it. Let's do this. Okay. So a hard day's night. Here's my little blurb. Okay. Uh, hard day's night. It opened July sixth, nineteen sixty four, in the UK. And August 11th, 1964 in the U.S. Does that August release date mean anything to you, Dad? Well, I was four. No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) That was a test, Dad, and you failed so far. It's August 11th. Oh, your birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there we go. (laughs) Uh, I just thought you were asking if it had relevance at the time. No, I I know it has relevance to you. Okay, so so it came out in the U.S. on my birthday. You, you, You got a B on the test, Dad, so not too bad. Uh, it was nominated oh. for two Academy Awards. I didn't actually know that. Um, and it is credited as being one of the uh, most influential music films, uh, let alone films. Roger Ebert said it's one of the great life-affirming landmark of the movies. Um, so yeah, so it's oh, it's, yeah. it's 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 a, it's, a, it's a big. It holds a big spot in history. Uh, Roger Ebert went on to say, and I'll paraphrase here, that in 1964. The idea of what the 60s were has still not emerged, and that perhaps George's opening chord that opens this movie is what began the 60s. Absolutely. So, that chord yeah. for A Hard Day's Night, that opening chord, mm-hmm. just it would, it would be a great opening chord for just about anything. Yeah. And uh, that made the movie like, what a, like, 
opening. Yeah, like, seriously. Hear, hear this chord. Yeah. And now uh, the director, I think, made sure that there was no like opening credits before that. Like there was no no like black screen. Like it just pop it hits right popped. away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It hits you right in the face. Do you, I wanted yeah. to ask you this? Do you remember trying to learn that chord as a kid? It's a weird chord. Yeah. And it's been diagnosed now where everyone uh-huh. knows what it is. Sure, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's a piano and it's 12-string, I think, and yeah, a guitar. Torches. And uh, it it's funny because a lot of people, like, argued about, oh, no, it's this note or that. But I'm not that good at telling. I yeah. get, if it's close, I'm like, yeah, that's it, you know. So what do you remember doing as a kid, though? I mean, like, when you were, when when you first started playing guitar and stuff, and, you, and I know you were trying to imitate various Beatles songs, do you, do you remember trying to... Play that opening chord. Yeah, and I always would just play like an F with a G note, okay, and a low G note. So it probably wasn't exactly right, but if you're a three-piece band or whatever, you it, it doesn't have to. You know, we weren't impersonating the Beatles back then. You know, that's funny. I like that though. Yeah, it's a strong opening. Um, I want to get into some of the specifics of the opening some more, but but I want to jump over to the the title of the um, of the movie and of course the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I think, I think it's, it's, everyone knows that the, the, the title, you know, came from Ringo coming outside and saying, Oh, it's been a hard days. And then upon seeing it was night, night. So it was just one of those goofy things that he said because they'd been in the studio all day. But what, what I saw dad, I don't know if you have any more clarity on it than I do, but, uh, there's like three different stories about like, about who decided the film should be called that. The three things I saw was. John Lennon said that, I don't know, who, who's Dick Lester? Said that Dick Lester decided on it? Well, uh, I think Dick Lester thought he gave himself more credit to okay. it than deserved. That's my opinion, because I saw some interview where he's like, I told John, you need to write a song, and if you write a song, why don't you call it something like A Hard Day's Night? And that's what he, he I saw like an interview where he did say, and it's so funny, because like, I think there's not a 100% truth there, but when decades go by and somebody gets interviewed, they're like, "I was the reason." Yeah, I saw Paul saying that the group decided it decided on it during like a brainstorm, which after watching Get Back does feel like the type of thing that Paul would be involved in. So like, I I feel like Paul probably would have I don't know <laughs> probably remember more about it or like be involved in some of that planning more. Well, yeah, and and John, the amazing thing about this album in the soundtrack and stuff was John was so on fire as a songwriter. Yeah. I think it's the first album that John and Paul wrote all the songs. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's the and first full, full album that they had all they didn't do any covers on, yeah. No covers and it was all John and Paul's songs. Yeah. Nobody else's. Yep. And uh but John there was like what 13 songs and John wrote 10 or 11 of them, you know, Sheesh. or something. Yeah, didn't and, he write Hard Days Night in I saw he wrote Hard Days Night in one night it looked like and and based a lot of the lyrics off of a birthday card for julian <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it was uh it, it yeah just the title gave him the inspiration to continue the rest yeah. of it but mm-hmm. he uh he wrote that like at the end of the filming almost so uh it yeah. was a one one night thing and the next day he came in and yeah there was people sort of helping ideas and stuff, but it was John. John was such unbelievable amount of uh, songs and yeah. stuff coming out of him real quick. Yeah. He was like on fire. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, That that's interesting. Yeah, so I mean, to give a timeline, because what you said is that like they filmed stuff and, and, and I think 
they didn't have the title of the film right away and they didn't even have to have the song right away. So I think the timeline for this loosely was like at the end of 63, the, de- the director uh, met the Beatles. So at the end of 63, like they met. And I think this project, the idea of them doing a film, uh, they started to plan for that before the Beatles came to America. Does that sound right? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so they planned to do that. The Beatles were a success already, but they, they hadn't really blown up because they hadn't come to the U.S. on Ed Sullivan yet. And then filming for this project began week, like just a couple weeks after they appeared on Ed Sullivan and blew up. Um, so yeah, I think I the think filming was, for this started in March, I believe, and then it was released in July. So it was, all happened pretty fast. Yeah, and I think it was pretty, uh, not a lot of money spent on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember, I, I'm going to throw out, what fifty thousand dollars or I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that it, translates to pounds. I don't know. It was in English money, right. so it's hard to right. <laughs> um, but you know, something I'm a little hazy on, like so, the Beatles came to America in 1964, right? In like February, I think they were on Ed Sullivan. That that's like the a, a big uh, point for when they like really blew up. But they were successful before that. But I'm not really. I mean, what kind of success were they having before that? like at the end of 1963 and stuff. I think it was just uh, in England and maybe other one or two okay. places, but they were, you know, the, the, once they had I Want to Hold Your Hand uh, in America, okay. that's when they, they already were number one. So gotcha. coming to America, okay, people were, you know, totally waiting to see what they liked. And uh, that was like, you know, they had good timing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so they were already pretty big. Uh, at the end of 63 over there. And when yeah. when was that single? When did that single go to, to number one? Do you have any idea in America? Uh, uh, well, Should would we it have it to be before, right, in January of 64? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But okay. I'm, I'm terrible with all that date stuff. No, I know. It, it just kind of interests me kind of how the whole thing played out because I, I didn't realize that they started to plan this movie before some of that stuff happened, I guess. But yeah, I mean, that all happens, like it all happens so fast because I mean, Sheesh, they made the movie and released it. It's it's all pretty quick. Yeah, it really was. And it, it turned out so great, you know. And oh, yeah. I, re- I remember being a kid. Uh, that's one of my earliest Beatle recollections. Is yeah, tell me hard, tell me about that, Dad. Tell, tell me about uh, it. Well, Hard Day's Night. I remember my mom and dad, I'm not sure they were still married or they're going through a divorce, but they we lived in the place where they were together. So I remember that. And. It was, uh, we saw the movie in the theater and stuff and uh, came home and it was maybe, who knows, eight o'clock, I don't know, mm-hmm. at night, getting back. But it, it was a, one of those houses in Chicago where there's a basement floor that's a a family living in, a middle floor with a family and upstairs with a family. So it was like a shared house, yeah. basically. Yes. And uh, I kept jumping up and down like Ringo <laughs> or whatever. You know, during a Can't Buy Me Love part in yeah. the movie. Amazing. Yeah, and uh, it was just, it was so crazy, though. I couldn't understand a word they were saying when they talked, the dialogue, because it was so British. Or, yeah, uh-huh, or, uh-huh. I, I, and for me, I hardly understood American yeah. language, you know. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, I still have a problem with it. It's tough, it's tough, yeah. It's tough, too many words out there. I before the E? I don't know. Too many words. There's too anyway. many words, yeah. Let's cut down the words, guys, seriously. Yeah, um, let's... So wait, how how old could you have been, Dad? The movie came out in 64. When do you think you saw that? When it came out in four, I was four. 
You you think you went and saw it when you were that young, really? No, I I know I did. Yeah, that's crazy. That's so no. funny. I didn't oh, realize yeah. you were. I assumed it must have been like a year or two after. I don't know, like it, like they no, were like no. showing it. No, my mom, my mom was an, a Beatle freak, and she said when Ed Sullivan's show was on, she didn't eat dinner and uh, we're at a relative's house, and okay. she she took me because I wasn't eating. She took me and put her on put me on her lap. And I watched Ed Sullivan, which I, I kind of remember Ed Sullivan. And, and that's a, you know, it's it's more like he scared me. <laughs> it's like right here tonight. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. I looked like, you know, that's a recollection that's hard to remember, though, because I was pretty young. So she took you in there, put you on her lap and watched Ed Sullivan, huh? Right, because she, she wanted to see the Beatles. And wow. Wow. Kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. Because, uh, jeez. The, Hard Day's Night thing, uh, yeah, and I remember girls all around. And I, the music, here's another thing that's kind of funny. I'll, I'll switch gears, but yeah, um, a lot of, when I, you know, being in a tribute act, uh, the first band I played in, um, they played in a half-step lower yeah, key. Yeah, right, tuned, right? tuned it half-step down, yeah. Makes it, yeah. makes it a little easier for some of the high notes and such, and I don't know, doing yeah, it long-term. yeah. Well, the funny thing about A Hard Day's Night is that I noticed it because I would play along to the movie with my guitar, you know, and I noticed the key was a half step lower. Oh. But but so was the tempo. So, like, what really was crazy was when I joined a Beatle impersonation band, they loved the movie and stuff, and the tempo would be slower on the Hard Day's Night movie songs and I'd be like, no, 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 you know. And I had to tell them, have you? And they'd go, you're crazy. And then they would listen, and go, like, holy shit. So if you ever listen, even today's versions, um, for some reason there was a, uh, the cameras and the audio because it was United Artists American yeah. cameras, yeah, and the audio was uh, EMI or something. Yeah. They couldn't sync sync right without without losing quality or something. Okay, so. And I think it's one of the reasons people kind of liked the movie because slowed down uh, some of those songs. You could kind of sing along with them better. <laughs> okay, so you're saying the the record they were not slowed down, but the movie they were. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Okay, okay, interesting. Well, well yeah, I'll show you. I'll show you on a show guitar okay. for a second. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, it could be any all all the songs in the movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're all a half step down, which is wow. fine, but. The tempo so is slowed trippy. down because of it. Yeah, it's like, uh, here. Uh, I give her all my love. And then you you go down a half step and slow it down. I give her all my love. Yeah. And it, it now you could kind of sing along because, you know, you, you know, it's so much lower yeah. and slower. Oh, yeah. And, and yes. it grooves, you know, hard days, night, same thing. It's been a hard day's night. And then you change it. It's been a hard day's night. And I've been walking like a town. So That's interesting. It, wow, it, it, I didn't realize that. Yeah, well, and when I show that to people, and I've done it with other Beatle guys, and we go like, did you know? And they're like, no. And then they watch it, and they play along, and the tempos change. So like, holy crap. But wow. on Help, the movie Help, the Beatles fixed that. I think they hated hated it 
Okay. I think they didn't like it. Well, yeah, sure. Even, even like, because at the end, they do like She Loves You yeah. in the movie, and mm-hmm. uh, and it's slowed down. Okay. And it's lowered, and it's, I bet they were, they were like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I geez, yeah, I did not realize that. That I mean, I feel like you saying that now. I'm, I, it feels like it makes sense thinking about that opening. I, uh, that's really cool. Yeah, you gotta. Next time you hear it, you'll you'll feel it. You'll feel, yeah. But the quality the quality is real good in the audio. Yeah. It's just it it's slowed down. But interesting. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So so this this movie was your intro to the Beatles, right? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess you. You, you, I guess uh, you oh, saw yeah. them on Ed Sullivan, but you, your your main first memory of them is probably this, I guess, right? A big, yeah, big memory was that, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So you remember going there, you remember jumping up and down like Ringo. What else do you remember about seeing it that, that first time? Well, I was getting in trouble jumping up and down in the apartment or whatever, you know, okay. and it was like, shh, quiet, you're making too, you know. Uh-huh. And I, I just didn't, you know, it was Can't Buy Me Love. It was, wow. there was something about the music. But the funny thing was, was I got to see it uh, again. And it was a drive-in. Okay. Uh, and I think it was at my mom and dad again. Really? Because, well, they were trying to, like, hang out and make good because they're, you know. Because they got kids. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, you can't get divorced. It's a yeah. bad thing. It's the 60s, man. Yeah. And there's Beatles. How could you do that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, if the Beatles were here in this day and age, who knows how things would go? Who knows? Okay. Who so, knows? So you saw it again in a drive-through, you think? Yeah, Harlem and Irving Plaza. It was. Uh, wow. Okay. Tra- cool. Yeah, in Chicago, and uh, but uh, the craziest thing was was uh, the songs, all of them, like they're almost all John stuff. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's really I, I hate to bring it up again, but he never looked that like in charge of the band, you know. Yeah, like he was on fire, yeah. Jesus. You know, that's something I feel in Get Back. I, they mention, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't don't they say something like when Paul and John I think are talking and that like when they just have the audio of it and that really cool secretive part. Aren't don't they say something like John was the leader or something like the, when they started the band? Yeah, yeah, and. The music part of it was the opposite. Paul's got fifteen songs. John's got three. You know. Okay, but but John was the, considered the leader at the start of the group, or what? Um, yeah, you know, but it was only because it was the start of the group, and when the group starts and it changes over the years, of course, it's, it's easy to you know forget. No, of course, how it started, and I I always feel like John was the leader, but. He also was willing not to be the leader. Yeah, so. I, I get that feeling too. But I think at first, like what he brought, he kind of brought those people together in, in a certain way. I mean, well, is that he why? was the guy? He was writing songs. He was kind of like aggressive. Okay, and had but and Paul had better musical ability, but Paul maybe a little less creative. Interesting. John was creative. You know, he was left and right all the time, throwing yeah. things out there, and he had a. A different approach in the beginning, especially during that Hard Day's Night era, man. He, wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And there's, just listen to the album, especially all the songs recorded during that period. Yeah. You know? Mm hmm. So, you, you I, I know you've told me at one point that you saw the movie 
like several times in a row. Is that was that a couple of years later, or what's the, when was well, that? Well, that was that that was mostly help. Oh, help. Okay, that's what you said that about. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, that that's and another that, episode, I guess. We can't right. can't talk about it now. No, um, if we talk about it, 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 it won't help. So uh, let's dive into the movie. There's a couple specifics I wanted to talk about. That opening, beautiful, as we've already said. Um, do you remember which which beetle is that falls down in that first shot? Yeah, George. Yeah, he, he hurt himself, and he really fell, right? He re- no, it's yeah. a real fall. Yep. And he did hurt. He hurt his wrist. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, I love that they use that shot. It's a beautiful shot. So good. Um, it's a beautiful opening. Uh, and then throughout that whole scene, they're chasing him. People are falling left and right. Like some of it's hard to see, but if you watch those shots and inspect them closely. You can see people eating the cement. I mean, like, people are hitting the ground hard. Yeah, you know, I, I, it's almost like, uh, I guess I would do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, that milk machine, this milk machine. I, 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 was, I was watching a movie last night with Maggie, and uh, <laughs> I forgot about this milk awesome. machine. And um, that, I, I, do you remember anything like that? I was blown away by this milk machine. It comes in like little paper triangle containers. Yes, yes. There used to be like even at uh, outdoor of a uh, gas station. Really? Even, yeah, not a lot of it in my lifetime, but okay. I did see those things. And yeah, those things were impossible to open. Okay, that's so funny. <laughs> it's it's gross to think that you. I need my milk. You know. Yeah. Put mm-hmm. in a dime and you got some milk, but you know That's it's just milk in a uh, yeah. I loved it. It's so old timey and weird. I love them running to the train station. Do you, do you remember what station it is? I think I have it here, but I saw conflicting things. Do you happen to know what train station it is? Oh jeez. As soon as no, I don't. I off the top of my head right now, no. Maggie. Yeah. How do you say that name, Marylebone? Marlebone. Marlebone. Oh, I think it's Marlebone Station. Yes. Marlebone. I think it's really saying Marlebone. Like okay, well, I had to ask Maggie because oh, I couldn't pronounce it. I've been there many times, yes. all the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're running through that station. I love that part. But, um, yeah, I want, I want to, let's, let's play a clip real quickly. Enough of us jibber-jabbering. Uh, let's play a clip uh, just to kind of reminisce here. Jibber-jabber. Jibber-jabber. Jibber-jabber with jibber-jabber. Kyle and Kevin. Here we go. Hey, pardon me for asking, but who's that little old man? Uh, what little old man? That little old man. Oh, that one, that's my grandfather. Your grandfather? Yeah. That's not your grandfather. I've seen your grandfather. It is, you know. But I've seen your grandfather, he lives in your house. Oh, that's my other grandfather, but he's my grandfather as well. How do you reckon that one out? Well, everyone's entitled to two, aren't they? And it's my other one. We know that, but what's he doing here? Well, my mother thought the trip would do him good. How's that? He's nursing a broken heart. Ah, oh, poor old thing. Hey, mister, are you nursing a broken heart? He's a nice old man, isn't he? He's very clean. He's a clean old man. Um, yes. <laughs> down the... Uh, down the... Uh, yeah, oh, down give the... Him a uh, couple minutes then. <laughs> it's so good. I was, I was kind of trying to figure out what... Like what's 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 the mixture of like how much of this is the Beatles and how much of this is the script and, f- and what I found out was that the uh, screenwriter um, what's his name Alan Owen Owens yeah, yeah. Um, the screenwriter he basically hung out with and like toured with the Beatles for a few days or something and so yeah 
he basically wrote the script sort of inspired by, sometimes using what they've said, and basically holding a mirror up to them to be like, you know, and just imitating them. So the, the movie is trying to just be the Beatles. <laughs> it's just, I, I didn't know how much of the script, you know, was them you know, and how much was it, written. It, it was written in interpretation. Mm-hmm. So it's an interpretation on his part, but it's not real. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were, you know, but it did, uh, what is it, stigmatize their yeah. careers. Yeah. It, it, it just did. George is supposed to be quiet. Yep. Ringo's shy and yep. Paul's cute and John's John. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that Ringo part is like the saddest thing. Ringo's, I, every time I watch it, I don't know if you feel sad when you watch it, but every time it comes on, I start to feel sad. He's like walking around, taking pictures of, I don't know, things in the water. And then there's a kid who he meets, who he talks to very sincerely and then the kid ultimately leaves Ringo to go hang out with Ding Dong and his other friends. Right, right. <laughs> it's so Which sad. Which is funny. It's it's another story about Ding Dong. Uh, let's uh, let's let's jump to uh, the the end here. We're gonna share some music from uh, from my dad. Um. All right, Dad. So let's uh let's pause here. I mean, don't actually pause. Let's keep the recording going. Um, but I'm on 1,028. Yeah, I know. It's a lot. Uh, so, Dad, let's close out this episode by uh, we're going to share uh, another one of your, your songs, one of your home demos, whatever you want to call them. Um, cool. So we're going to talk. We're going to share a little bit of this. Um, you can find it on Spotify. Um, a little uh, single release mm-hmm. there with another song. But we're going to share this one. It's called All Comes Down to You. Let's hear a little bit of that. Yeah. All right, so that one is called All Comes Down to You. Um, oh, yeah. Good stuff, Dad. Anything you wanted to point out or say about that one? Oh, no, that song, uh, It's it was fun, you know. I, a lot of lyrics and stuff. Um, <laughs> my, yeah, my uh, best friend, Jeff, yep. he played harmonica on it. And, yep. uh, mm-hmm. I, uh, he passed away yeah. recently, and it's... it's uh, yeah. We're gonna miss him, and he Good was guy. a great harmonica player. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We had, had a great, great friend, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good guy. We we had him on another song, right? Um, which one was that? That was uh, yeah. The, the, the the video. Yeah. Uh, uh, I forget what it was called. We did a video for that. The, something about uh, time and passing uh, yeah. and being old or something. <laughs> you remind me of someone. That was yeah. it. You remind me of someone. Yeah. yeah. So I'll put a link for that yeah. too in the uh, in the video in the podcast description yeah. here. You could check yeah. out that video that me and my dad did. Um, all right. Well, good stuff, Dad. I think we, we learned a lot. It's been a hard day's night and all that. Um, I think we should wrap it up. Wrap it up, baby. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode, everybody. I'm Kevin. I'm Kyle. And uh, 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 he's a clean old man. 
Uh, it's very clean. <laughs> okay. I think we got it, Dad. Yeah.